Welcome to another episode of PropCast, a property podcast that aims to educate, inspire, and engage property investors. We are your hosts, Dami Shionbala and Bimbala Osaige. So welcome to the first episode of PropCast. Wow, let's introduce ourselves, Dami. How are you doing, Dami? How's it going? I am very well, thanks, Bimbala. And yourself? Well, I'm excited. This is our first episode. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yes. so in case you're wondering, who are these two guys? Who are these people? So I'm going to start by introducing myself. I'm Bimbola Osaige. I have been investing in property now for, hmm, it's been a while. <laughs> I've been investing now for 15 years. My first property, which I bought in 2005, was more for me to live in. Although when I I remember when I was doing the viewing, I had the intention or I had it at the back of my mind that one day this would be tenanted. So I suppose in essence, I could say I've been in the investment in the property game since 2005. Uh, I am now a full-time property investor slash developer. I am all excited. I'm always excited about properties. Okay, so what have I done in the last 15 years? In the last 15 years, we have bought and tenanted, so the regular buy-to-lets, buy, tenant, get your profit at the end of each month. I then moved on to, or should I say, I added another strategy, which is the HMO, House in Multiple Occupation. So I've got a couple of HMOs under my belt. Uh, So these are properties, big properties. You buy and you pretty much turn it into individual rooms, ideally for students or professionals. Um, another thing that I've been doing in the last few years is refurbishment. So it's the usual buy, refurbish and refinance. Um, so I buy a property that is derelict, um, typically from auctions or on the market. Um, I do them up, or should I say my team, <laughs> do the refurbishment. And then once it's done, uh, we then apply for refinance or remortgage from the banks to hopefully get out as much of the money that we spent. And I would do that again. Um, and that's quite exciting, actually. It's, it's so exciting seeing a derelict property come back to life. I also have done um, commercial development. Uh, so that's buying a commercial property, applying to the local authority for change of use, and then turning that into residential units. Done that as well. Um, and that's actually a very stressful strategy. However, it's a very profitable and exciting one once you can get through all the stress. And uh, what else have I done? And um, recently um, into short let accommodation, so providing short let rentals. I wouldn't necessarily say that's a strategy in properties because it's more for more in an hospitality um, industry. Um, however, there's a there's an overlap there. So I do rent to rent, which is I rent other people's properties and turn them into short let apartments for people like contractors, the travel industry, um, professionals, etc. I think that's pretty much what I've done. I've bought from auctions. I've bought properties. I've sold properties. I educate as well. I, um, I like to talk about the strategies that I've done. I like to educate people. So I'm quite excited about this podcast because this is an opportunity for me to educate, share some of my knowledge. I've had to pay so much money to educate myself. I always like to say this because I think sometimes people feel like they can get away watching 
on, on YouTube or reading things on Google, like one of our trainers would say, you don't know what you don't know. So if you don't know what you don't know, you can't Google it, right? Um, yeah, so it's important to pay for education and get mentorship when you get started in the game. I think that's enough for me. Otherwise, I can take over this podcast. <laughs> so over to you, Dami. Tell us about yourself. Wow, I think I should have gone first. Bimba. <laughs> <laughs> no, ladies first, right? Yeah, I, I was being a gentleman. That's right. Um, so I think my journey's been slightly different. Um, so I'm what you would call, what you would term an accidental landlord. Um, even though I I've always had an interest in property ever since reading Rich Dad Poor Dad from you know, I think it was either when I was 16 or just before I finished uni. Um, so we got our first property when we when we were uh, when we got married myself and my wife and we subsequently moved out of that flat into a different one um so rather than sell the first flat we were in we we just took equity out of the property because the property had increased in value and we used that to fund the the purchase of our next property um, so once we did that, we were able to rent out the first one. Until today, I still have the same tenants in there, which is which is fantastic. Um, and then we we just did the same thing again. So again, we spent a few years in our second property, and over those few years, it increased in value. And as it increased in value, we were able to take out an equity. And once we took out that equity, we were able to use that to fund the purchase of our. Um, third house and now we have two houses which are rented out um, both have been good um, so far so that's that's my journey and over the last year or so I've used that time to understand and get more information and more knowledge as you spoke about in terms of what other property strategies are available and the reason I did that was because the purchase of our free houses was over the period of uh, eight years. And I felt like, well, this is quite slow. I don't want to have to wait another few years for the property to increase and then take the equity out and fund the purchase of our next house. There must be a different way of doing this. There must be a quicker way of doing this. And as a result, as you mentioned, um, Bimbala, I spent, I spent, I spent some some funds on on getting educated on finding out what the prop, uh, the latest property strategies are, and as a result, I'm now at the I'll say beginning of my property investment journey, where I'm looking to employ a lot of these strategies that you mentioned that you already do. So that's that's a little bit about me, and um, I'm really excited to be on this podcast and be a host on this podcast. And, you know, we have spoken about it, but finally COVID has allowed us to bring ourselves together and find <laughs> the podcast. So, yeah, good to be here with you, Bimbala. Yeah, it's excellent. You know, the amazing thing that um, I think we're doing is that we're not necessarily waiting till we're so established in this game before we step up to do this because I remember a few years back like my husband's always encouraged me to do you know do training speak more about my property journey and then I've always resisted I always resisted that and I and I and I used to think that I needed to have been 
an expert in this strategy. In fact, I, I said to him, look, when I become, when I've employed all the strategies that I can talk, and he just looked at me and said, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, you got to start from where you are because at the end of the day, there's somebody out there that doesn't know as much as what you know. So I like the fact that, you know, even though you're saying, um, <clears throat> Dami, you're saying, you know, you're still at the start of your property journey. This is a, a great opportunity that you're, this is a great thing that you're doing, that we're doing together because it means the little that we know, we share with other people. And by doing that, we learn more as well because we are continuously learning, continuously increasing our knowledge base. Um, you know, other people can have the benefit of, of, you know, learning from us as well. So I think that's, I think it's amazing what we're doing. And like you said, finally we're here thanks to COVID. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, um, Rob Moore, he's one of the, he's one of my, I would say mentors in the property game, mm. officially a mentor, but a distant mentor. He, he has yeah. a thing which is start now and get perfect later. And exactly. I tend to, employ that in a lot of things that I do because mm. as you said we want to get perfect first before we start and sometimes perfection stops us from getting started so um, rather yeah. now and get perfect later so you know that's me and I, I believe even even with the experience that I've been able to gather um, it's it's quite a bit of experience because I have done multiple refurbishments of houses i've tenanted houses so I've, I've been through that i understand that i know how to work with mortgage brokers i know how to um i know how to i understand you know, mortgage statements and all of those things so these are, these are valuable things that maybe someone doesn't understand and we can help yeah. lighten some of these things and then as well your experience with commercial with the rent to rents with the houses of multiple occupations these are all strategies that we can talk about and educate our mm -hmm. audience on so yeah excited exciting exciting okay so where do we go from here let's talk about this where we are now as in covid like <laughs> I think when we start, so we, so um, actually, let's talk about how we met, and then we can go into today. So we met. Um, I think it was was it last year or this year? Yeah. Well, I mean, I noticed a trend that there was this particular lady who kept following me to the different events that I was <laughs> showing up at, and eventually, I had to go up to him and say, "You know, Hi, how are you?" And, uh, and, you know, we started talking and and you just kept kind of showing up at these events that I was at. So it was just, <laughs> it was just natural for, for us to, to start talking and, and, and getting to know each other. So, yes. Okay, I need to, I need to maybe, maybe, maybe you have a different, uh, maybe you have a different recollection of what happened. I, I actually do have a different recollection. <laughs> Oh Lord, have mercy! Um, I think it was last year, actually. I think it was last year. I don't know why I keep thinking it's this year, but I think it was last year. It was last year, yes. It was right. Okay, so it was last year. I went on. Um, so as 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 Dami mentioned, Rob Moore is the um, he has a, um, a a company, a property educational company called Progressive Property. So I got to learn or know about Progressive. So I started to attend some of their courses. Um, and I think sometime last year, I was at a creative finance, or fi you know, 
creative finance, I think it was for. Yeah, creative finance um, masterclass. Creative, yeah, creative finance class. Um, and then I met Dami at the class. It was actually quite friendly. So we got talking. Um, so I thought, okay, nice, nice, um, nice young dude. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I think after that, we then kept in touch. And then I think there was another course that I was at and he was at and then a few more courses that we attended together so no i wasn't stalking the guy uh we just happened to be at the same course at the same time and i think on the very last one he told me about this course and i thought you know what i would attend because uh, you're coming you know I, I find it very i'm gonna find it useful but anyway no it's been good it's, it's good because every single time i go on this course and i have been on quite a few well, yes, I do meet a lot of people. We talk, I mean, people sometimes we talk to the extent of saying, oh, you know, we should do things together or we should do this or do that together. And then nothing really comes out of it, which is quite disappointing because I see that happening with other people and they've made a success out of it. So I'm actually quite excited about this thing that we're doing. I'm excited to have met you. And I think um, we should, we would, we would do so much um, together. Um, in the game. So yes, I'm happy. So now let's, let's, let's now, let's come back to today. So COVID, we're in the month of April and right here in front of us is COVID-19, which has literally brought the whole world to a standstill, especially the industry that we're in as well. So, I mean, we're based in the UK and we're in the lockdown at the moment. And prior to the lockdown or as part of the lockdown, one of the things that um, the, the government, um, the prime minister said was with regards moving and buying properties, whilst it's still ongoing, so you can still buy, but you can't view. So whether you're buying from an auction or you're buying from an open market, in fact, actually, you can't really buy actually, because if you can't view, it's not, it's quite challenging to buy unless you're buying from an auction. And most estate agents have shut, have closed because there's just no need for them to be there. Um, if you're looking to rent out properties, you can't get any viewings. If you've applied for a mortgage, at this point in time, the banks are not sure what to do because at the moment, there's a lot of money that is going towards helping people survive during this time. So it's kind of brought everything to a standstill, even the property game. Um, and I think it's worth mentioning that now. Um, however, um, I mean, I don't know if you, if you want to say, um, Dami, if you want to talk about how that affected what you're doing to date, um, and then maybe we can then leave with a good, uh, a note, good note to everyone. I mean, how has this affected what you've been doing well, the immediate effect, Bimbala, that I saw was just before the lockdown happened, I had put an offer on a property, which mm. to do, do a creative strategy on and and refurbish the property and then get it, get it sold. So the immediate effect was that that deal just stopped. It just halted. I didn't hear that from the agents. I didn't hear anything. So um, and that was as a result of the, the lockdown and everything that happened. So that's, that's, that's a direct impact that I saw. Now, that many people have, have, have felt the impact in different ways, depending on where they are in the journey or you know, what they're doing. Some people, for example, because I belong to a lot of forums, I read a lot of things that people are experiencing. And I know there was an individual who, 
who he he had taken out some a bridge finance and mm. the workers needed to come off site because of the self isolation they couldn't finish and if you know anything about a bridge and finance you know that this of what happens you are tied into to providing either providing uh, paying back at the end of the term or mm. via penalties if you don't if you don't pay back so a lot of people who were in the middle or even just about to finish developments who had used bridge and finance for example uh, mm. feeling a lot of pain and you know bridge lenders are bit different to to your normal banks or your traditional lenders who you may be able to speak to Bridge, bridge and lenders tend to be a bit more cutthroat and a bit more if 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 the term ends and you haven't paid us back then it's going to incur several penalties so I know different people have, have felt it in different ways uh, mm. the you mentioned the service accommodation area I know people in that in that strategy have also felt it differently because yeah. Because yeah, yeah. no one can travel and no one can come to stay at the serviced mm-hmm. hotels or serviced uh, apartments that people are providing. So, but again, you know, it, it gives people an opportunity to try and pivot. You know, I know some people have, have offered those accommodations to NHS staff or mm-hmm. doctors and nurses who needed accommodation for 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 helping fight this pandemic. So some people yeah. pivoted in that way. Some people have turned their service departments into single lets. So, okay, they may not be making as much profit as they were with the service accommodation, but at least they can pay their rent and they can make sure that they keep their business going. So uh, I think I've seen, I've seen, I've seen, people do different things and react in different ways yeah so you're right i think for me my the direct impact of this is um in fact on on different levels actually so i think the first thing for me because i run a number of service departments as well and when they started when this in fact even before the lockdown i started to notice cancellation um cancellations in my bookings and i wasn't quite sure how or should i say no i watched sure it was to do with the virus but it wasn't because there was a lockdown in place necessarily but as soon as the lockdown kicked in then i got even more cancellation so i was not happy at all um and then also the thing about service accommodation as well is during the winter month which is january december january february are usually the the quieter months in the season and you know i've been looking to as a, as a service as an express service Accommodation provider, you kind of are looking forward to the spring and the summer when the deals will start coming in, where you can charge a bit more, where you have a lot more um, bookings. And that's literally gone down the drain because not only have we had winter months, we've now had cancellation from the existing bookings plus the forthcoming bookings. So that's been quite hard. Um, in fact, one of the things I've had to do was to give up one of my um, properties and just put it straight onto a, a short let. And like you said, I'd rather have that to be able to pay the mortgage than not have that at all. So I've had to pivot in that sense. Um, the other thing, the other area that I was affected was I had a HMO had a HR house multiple occupation that I just finished renovating. Um, literally, that was literally the last week. The, the last week of the lockdown was the week where I had everything, I had all the rooms furnished. I staged it. I was quite happy with what I did. <laughs> I even had some viewings booked in. And then the, you know, and then we were told that we had to cancel bookings. And, you know, literally everyone that inquired had to 
cancel the viewings. Um, however, I still have viewings every once in a while, but not to the tune to which I would have had. And certainly, if we didn't have this lockdown, I was 1,000% sure the rooms would have all been taken by now. So that's directly impacted me. And in fact, one of the other things I had to do for this property in particular was to actually ask for a payment holiday because there was just no way I would pay the mortgage when the house was empty, having spent thousands of pounds to renovate and to, to furnish. Um, so I've had to do that. Um, which other way has it affected me? Then also, I started an investment club. I was in the process of putting together an investment club and, you know, had a lot of, had a few people, um, had a number of people that agreed to it with, you know, so almost signed at the point of signing the contract, going to auction. And I think the deadline that I had for the release of funds was probably end of March or is it mid-March? And again, because of all the uncertainty going on and everything else that is happening, you know, some of the, my, uh, my, two, my investors have had to hold back a bit, um, which rightfully so, because I suppose if you don't know what to expect in the next day or two, in the next month or two, you would want to hold back on whatever amount of money you have. So that's had an impact on where I stand as an investor as well. Um, what else? Yeah, it's it's been tough. Um, yeah, it's been tough. Um, it's certainly been tough. I also have a couple of rent to rent, um, and I had to pay the rent on those properties late. So I, I did ask for an extension, um, and I had to make that payment later than I would have. Again, as a direct uh, result of having cancellations, I've had to put pull in cash from another uh, one of my strategies, one of my other properties to pay the rent. So yes, it's, it's had. Uh, not so great impact on me um, as a, as an investor and then someone in the shortlet um, service apartment industry. Um, but nevertheless, it's not all doom and gloom. Um, it's definitely not all doom and gloom. Um, I think for me and what I'm hearing a lot of the experienced investors say, um, or their opinion about where we are now is to say that actually in times like this where there is uncertainty, in times like this where there is where the economy is unstable, um, in times like this where it, it, it appears that we may have a recession on our hand, this is the perfect opportunity to invest. This is the perfect opportunity to get your game up. This is the perfect opportunity to educate yourself. This is the perfect opportunity to literally keep going. Like property, that's one thing I love about properties as well. There's Today is always a good time to invest. Today is always a good time to start. Whatever day you decide that you're looking to start is a good day to start. So I think for me, that's, that's where my focus and my energy is right now. Um, I'm looking out for the opportunities in this season and in this time. Great, great. And maybe we take the next episode to talk about something you mentioned, which is the mortgage holiday and educate our audience on what the mortgage holiday is about and what, what it means to actually take a mortgage holiday. I've heard many questions. Will it affect my credit? Will I still have to pay it? What will actually happen if you approach your bank and you take a mortgage holiday? And since you've been through that process, maybe it's just a good, we can spend some time just talking about what is a mortgage holiday and how does it affect me? Yeah. Excellent. Well, I think we can wrap this up, right? Uh, yeah, I think this, so that's this episode one done. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Amazing. 
Amazing. Well, we'll catch you guys again um, in episode two. Um, in the meantime, if this is your, well, this would be your first time listening to us, <laughs> please do subscribe to um, our podcast. Uh, it's called PropCast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Um, and we'll catch you in episode two. Bye, guys. And just before I say bye, make sure you comment. Make sure you tell us what you think of the uh, what what you think of the episode, and also if you'd like us to talk about anything, let us know, and we'll we're, we're sure to um, take your feedback and comments into consideration. All right, guys, thank you. Bye. Thanks.